Regardless of your station in life, irrespective of your age, social location, economic status, or even your vocation, all of us are given multiple identities by those we interact with every day. There are multiple times a day when you can be given a new identity, multiple times a week, maybe even within a minute. You might be identified as the go-getter or the slacker, the busy bee or the butt-kisser, team player, the weakest link, high producer, or a short-timer at work. You might be identified as the social butterfly, aloof, party animal, unreliable, loyal, manipulative, empathetic, or judgmental among your friends. You might be identified as the eldest or youngest, energetic, jealous, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, or grandparent in your own home. There are countless ways we can be identified by the world. And there are many ways that we can even choose to identify ourselves. Family, friends, and co-workers, even strangers, give us titles that can distract us from who we know we are. If I told you earlier this week, say we ran into each other at the grocery store or the gym, that our scripture reading for this morning was the prodigal son, Even if you had never heard of this story in the Bible, you would most likely, you would almost immediately jump to an assumption about the reading or this sermon. This is a parable that we all know, even if we have never heard the parable. As soon as you heard that a man had two sons, and that the junior of the son demanded his inheritance, essentially saying to his father, to his face, I wish that you were dead, give me the money. You most likely jump to your favorite interpretation of this particular story. Or maybe you will place yourself within the story. The younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. Maybe you squandered an inheritance and you can sympathize with Junior. Perhaps perhaps you came home, empty hat in hand, and the entire trip, like Junior, you rehearsed what you might say after reluctantly knocking on the door. Then he, the older son, became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. Perhaps you have been the senior of the sons, the eldest sibling in your own family, the one that is always right, never wrong. The younger sibling messed this up for themselves. They were disobedient. They were wasteful. And instead of getting what you think they deserve, they are getting the very thing you believe you deserve upon their arrival home. The thing the reception you have never received for which you have longed. Junior returns home, empty hat in hand, while Senior stands outside the party fuming. Set off. Set off because he has served his father. 
never disobeying an instruction, always showing up for work on time with no parties. And when Junior comes home, it's party time. No expense is to be spared. This is going to be the party to end all parties. Robes and rings and sandals and slaughtered, fatted barnyard dinner. Junior would have been satisfied with a job as a hired hand. And Senior still would have been upset. After all, Senior views himself as a hired hand. As he yelled at his father, Senior began with his service rendered and not his title of son. Here's what he said. Listen, for all these years, I've been working like a slave for you. I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, I can't even call him brother. When this son of yours came back, who has devoured all of your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Senior, the oldest son, began with his accolades that he had received based on his ability to produce and perform, and not the identity that matters to this father. Son, beloved, Senior, the older brother, forgot who he was. And Junior forgot the same thing as well. When he returns home, when Junior returns home, he is prepared to say that he is no longer worthy to be called a son. He said, treat me like one of your hired hands. That's what he said to his old man. The guy who just a few months, weeks, years, we don't know the timeline, who he just said to his father, I wish you were dead. Give me my money. In his dismal state, Junior forgot who he was. He saw his failures and disobedience rather than the only title that matters to this father. The father who ran out to him, who embraced him before he could even get a word out of his mouth. Son, beloved. Many people are going to tell you that this is a parable about confessing sins and receiving forgiveness. After all, Junior was prepared to do just that. Junior's plan was to fall on his knees and beg his father, saying, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired hands. But before Junior can even get the confession out of his mouth, his father has run to him and embraced him. Author and pastor and lover of markets, Robert Capon wrote that confession has nothing to do with getting ourselves forgiven. Confession is not a transaction, not a negotiation in order to secure forgiveness. It is the after the last gasp of a corpse that finally cannot afford to admit it's dead and accept resurrection. Forgiveness surrounds us and beats upon us our whole lives. We confess only to wake ourselves up to what we already have. We are not forgiven, therefore, because we made ourselves forgivable or even because we had faith. 
We are forgiven solely because there is a forgiver. We confess only that we would wake ourselves up to what we already have. We confess to wake ourselves up to who we are. We confess not to earn forgiveness, but to remind ourselves that we live in a state of forgiveness. That we are indeed forgiven, beloved children of God. Both of the sons in this parable forgot who they were, first and foremost. Who they were before the world applied its labels and new identification. The father in this parable must have been looking for Junior. He must have been waiting on the rooftop of his home, looking out at the road, watching, looking, waiting. And then he took off. He ran. He ran in the same way that God continues to seek us out, gathering us in, calling us beloved, calling us child. This is the very same capital F Father, the same God who at his own son's baptism shouted out, You are my son, the beloved. And at the transfiguration said, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Theologian Howard Thurman wrote, You do not need to leave home to forget who you are. Junior and senior both forgot but the one who sought after them would not let them forget. The world is going to call you many things. Your sin is going to call you many things. But the one who insists on embracing you and throwing a banquet in your honor will not allow you to forget and is calling out to you, is running after you, is calling you beloved, a child of God even when we forget. Amen.